I'm Anita Campbell. Great to see you all here today. I'm with Small Business Trends. I'll be moderating the session today. The stars of today's session are Rohan Jilks. Welcome, Rohan. And our flip my funnel guy, <laughs> Sangram Badre. So we have a soft G and a hard J. So welcome, Sangram. And in case you're wondering, I've got my questions on my surface here, so uh, I'm not like reading my email or anything like that. I'm actually <laughs> got my notes here. So this is a fascinating session on subscription businesses. One of the wonderful things about subscription businesses is that you get this recurring revenue. You don't have to keep going out and getting new customers uh, all the time just to meet your revenue targets. Of course, you want to grow your customers, but you have customers that are paying you every month or every year or on a recurring basis. And as long as you can retain a lot of those customers and have a nice retention rate, you've got a really strong growing business. It's a very attractive business model. And we're going to hear about that. So I'd like to ask first Rohan. We can kind of tell from the name of your business, Wet Shave Club, what you sell, but would you describe for everyone, what exactly does a customer get when they subscribe to the Wet Shave Club, and, and what are they paying for that every month or year or whatever? Okay, so first off, you know, I'm super happy to be here. Um, oh, yeah? Okay, cool. Okay, awesome, awesome. And this is the first time I'm realizing that you're from small biz trends. Like, I read okay. that all the time. Okay, great. So Good to hear. Yeah, Good awesome. to hear. Um, so with Wet Shave Club, customers get a monthly box of wet shaven products. And wet shaven products are... Um, kind of like your old school razor, where you would go into like a barber shop, you probably see it in the movies, and they put like, you know, this shaving soap on your face, and it's a double-edged razor, and um, the, the brush, and, you know, talcum powder, maybe some, some cologne, all types of random stuff that men who like this traditional shaving experience would use. And they pay between $19 per month if they're gonna subscribe for an entire year, commit to an entire year, or they pay um, $29 per month if they're going to go like month by month. And then um, we have a, a three month and a six month as well. So it really allows us to kind of smooth our revenue out by having people commit for a longer time and we reward them with a discount. Now, are you from a barber background by chance? I am not from a barber background. <laughs> um, I actually don't even wet shave. Um, I shave with a razor, but with uh, clippers. Um, I actually just came across the opportunity, and I felt like I could probably knock it out. Like my 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 background is I just build internet companies. I I used to be an accountant, and I started finding opportunities online and teaching myself everything I could, I could teach myself about internet marketing and hustling online. 
And when I came across this opportunity, I took it, and it's uh, working out. Yeah. Oh, very good. Mm -hmm. And one, one other follow-up question about your customers. Do you have any women who are customers? We do. Um, there is a small group of women that also prefer wet shaving. So instead of buying like a plastic razor that they will have to um, uh, dispose of every, I, I don't know how often they dispose of it, but with, uh, with wet shaving, you just buy the razor one time and it lasts your entire lifetime and you just have to replace the blades. So we have um, um, uh, a men's side and we also have a women's box as well. Okay, yeah. great, great. Well, we got a very different kind of business over mm -hmm. here with Sangram. So it's not a B2C business. Uh, tell us what you sell to your customers and who they are and what they pay, Sangram. Sure. Well, I'm going to try the red shave thing, and that seems super interesting. Okay. Um, so I'm Sangram. Um, I'm the co-founder and CMO of Terminus. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Terminus is the original name of Atlanta. A lot of people think that it's all about Walking Dead, but you know what? There's more to it than just that. Um, so we are an account-based marketing firm. We started uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, but really got the product to market uh, just a year ago. Um, we are at 1.5 million in recurring revenue uh, today, about 130 customers. We just had our Series A funding uh, as of yesterday, so it was announced in the marketplace and everything. So that was huge, uh, like 30 yeah. employees. Congratulations, by the way. That was <laughs> Thank great. You. Thank you so much. Try to make sure that it's just in time for this conference. Um, but there's, uh, there's a lot of good growth happening in Atlanta market is, is phenomenal for it. So what we do as a company and the account-based marketing platform in general is allow companies to target exactly the people and the companies, in those pe uh, the companies and the people in those companies with your message on all the different channels that they care about on their terms. So you think about how many people over here get emails every day. Everyone, right? Like, I've stopped deleting emails because I get so many emails. But we all are on mobile, we're all on social, we're all on, like, web, we're all on watching videos and things like that. But why are we not able to connect with our consumers on those channels that they are on? And they're on there 24-7. They're whenever they want. When I'm putting my son to sleep at night, I'm watching or reading some news or whatever. Like, everybody does that, those kind of things, right? So we, what we do is, for B2B companies, we want to we help them make sure that their message in front of the right people on the channels that their customers care about, and we have done it through an account-based marketing platform. So the other challenge that B2B faces is that less than 1% of the leads turn into customers. So you think about it from a CEO, CFO, or anybody executive, if less than 1% of your leads are going to turn into customers, that just almost translates into saying that 99% of your efforts don't mean anything. We want to solve that problem. That's the challenge we have taken on. So our goal is to help B2B marketers turn more of their leads into customers. And the way we do that is taking an account-based approach because we understand that in B2B, unlike B2C, the decision is made by committee. There are more people involved in the decision-making process. It's not just one, two, three. It's sometimes it's 10, 15, 20 people, the bigger the organization. So we're able to put your message in front of your target audience, the entire account. Like if you want to target a sales team, the entire sales team is going to start seeing your message as opposed to just that one person on the channels that they care about. And that has really changed the way B2B marketing has been done today. So essentially, you've got a software that provides a service for your B2B customers. Yep. Is that right? It's a, it's a thousand bucks a month subscription business. Uh, most of our customers sign up for uh, annual recurring revenue, so for us that, that really helps us out quite a bit. 
Um, and it's literally, you know, you sign in, you connect to your Salesforce or any CRM for that matter, and, you know, kind of upload a list of companies and tell us who you want to target in terms of roles. And then we're able to put your message in front of them anywhere they go proactively. Oh, that's great. So how much did you spend to get this business started? You said you just got financing, yeah. 7.5 million? Yes, we got 7.5. Okay, so that's gonna last you for a few years, right? <laughs> Couple of years. Okay, good. But when you first started the business, yeah. did you start it on a shoestring? Did you have investment? Did you put savings into it? Tell us what you invested to get it started and, and give us a little of that story. I mean, just like Rohan, I think this business was started by another two gentlemen, uh, my other two co-founders, Eric and Eric, so I just call them Eric's. And, um, and I th the, the, they got $300,000, and a lot of people probably are familiar with David Cummings um, here in Atlanta, who essentially is, uh, you know, sold Pardot to Exact Target. I was running marketing at Pardot at that time, went to the acquisitions and as well, so knew him. So he literally gave, um, you know, Eric $300,000 and said, you're smart, you'll figure something out, here, go, go start a business. So he started with doing something in the advertising space and clearly me coming from a MarTech space and marketing and understanding this problem, kind of something that I was facing every single day, when I saw what they were trying to put together, I was able to jump in and say, well, let's change the game here because it's not about advertising. It's not, I mean, as you saw, like in everything I said, it's, I didn't say advertising at all. It's not about that, it's about engaging your customers on their terms everywhere they go, anyhow. We're actually thinking even about putting direct mail as part of our platform. So high tech, high touch. So the idea is how can you surround your right accounts with the right message anywhere they go and make sure that they, make sure that you give them that personalized experience that you want to give. Okay, good. So back to Rohan then. So Rohan, I know you bought this business. Tell us a story about how you bought it. We know you're not from a barber background. You're, you're an internet entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. How did you find this business, and what condition was it in when you found it, and what did you do once you took it over? Sure, sure. Um, so randomly, I was hanging out on Reddit. Well, I'm, I'm on there every day, so was, I guess it wasn't that random. <laughs> um, on our entrepreneur. And some guy just posted a thread saying that, you know, he had this business, he had about, um, uh, he was doing maybe like $200 per month in revenue, and he wanted to sell it. And I was thinking, you know, okay, wet shave club, wet shaving, what the hell is wet shaving? So I went and like, I went on Google and I Googled wet shaving, and you know, at the time, like Dollar Shave Club was really, really kicking. And I felt like, you know, based on the fact that this market was some was already kind of validated for me. You know, like some people look at competition and they say, like, you know, well, you know, there's there's this big company that's just going to crush me. I have to go up against Gillette or Dollar Shave Club. They have like probably a hundred million dollars in funding by now. Um, so how could some little guy compete with them? And like for me, I look at competition as a real validation of the marketplace. Like, people are already educated, they're already used to the concept of receiving shaving products every month in the mail, and I felt like I could do it. So I reached out to the guy, um, it was like on a Tuesday, and by Saturday, I had paid him um, 4,000, which at the time was like probably like 15 times, I mean it was like, you know, his monthly revenue was very, very low. It, wasn't, it was less than 500 bucks. 
and I paid him 4000 He gave me the password for the website, and then I got to change in okay. everything, yeah. So, so that Saturday, I, um, he got, I got the password, and I started working. So we changed the website. We rebranded it. We expanded the product line. We rebranded the boxes. We then um, almost tripled our price. So, you know, that's another thing, too. I would rather, um, you know, go after a customer that is willing to pay a little bit more and get a higher quality customer who is more likely to stay on and try to compete in the weeds of like nine or ten dollars or twelve dollars per month, which is what he was charging. Um, so after we made all those changes, you know, it sounds like this really was a two-month process of changes. We went out to search around on Google to find new producers and manufacturers that would improve the quality of the products. We found people in like Pakistan. They would send us stuff. It would be. You know, we went through like so many different versions and I have like a, a, a post where I show the different images of the different razors that we received and we tested it, it was terrible, we sent it back, we found another manufacturer and this whole process was just figuring things out all on Google. So this is the question I get, like how did you guys find out about manufacturers and, and production and soaps? We just Googled everything, emailed people, they sent us samples, we tried it. If we liked it, we ordered more. If we didn't like it, we found somebody else. And so it was really two months of hustling. And then um, we kind of relaunched the business and, um, and got going. Yeah. So this is really an e-commerce business yeah. with physical product behind yes. the scenes. Yeah. So you have all of that that you have to be concerned about. You yeah. have to worry about the product quality, mm -hmm. uh, putting the boxes together, shipping them out, dealing with any customer service issues and so on. Yes. Did that have any unexpected headaches? I mean, you've described some of the things about the products and so on, but was there one thing that maybe surprised you that you weren't expecting, Rohan? Yeah, a couple things. Um, so, so yes, there are a lot of headaches in, uh, this is my first product business. And um, I think one thing that is so crazy is the logistics around shipping. So every month we have to say, okay, we're going to assume that we're going to have 1,000 customers at the end of the month, like whatever that number is. And that number is a guess. It has to be a guess because we're going to be onboarding new customers and we're also going to be losing customers. And if our, our data is right, we're going to be onboarding more customers than we're losing. But that number is going to be an educated guess. But a month before that, we would have had to, based on that educated guess, order product. And that product is going to come in, it's going to sit in the warehouse, there's costs associated with that. And then we're going to have to, you know, repackage it, ship it back out, there's costs associated with that. And then we're going to have leftover product, there's costs associated with that. Um, so that whole process of guessing your, your order times, figuring out logistics, shipping, product storage, that part of the business is very difficult. And I can't say we have fully figured it out, but we do a really good job now based on past experience and past trends, and say we're around like Father's Day, like we know we need to make some adjustments and so on. So we're learning as we're going and we're getting better, but that entire process is very difficult. Is there any particular analytics tool that you use to help you, or do you have a variety of tools? 
we have um, a variety of tools. Um, the main tool we use is CreateJoy. So CreateJoy is like, I guess it's what Shopify is for you know, regular one-off one purchase e-commerce stores. And they manage the subscription business. And we can get some data and look at trends and look at churn, which is probably the biggest number. I mean, the most important number in this business is, is um, how many of your customers you're able to retain from month to month versus how many you're losing. And once you kind of figure that out, um, things are, you can build a very, very big business very, very quickly if you can understand that churn number and your customer acquisition cost number. And um, with those two, I think um, we, we've been able to, to, to do pretty well. Good. Thanks yeah. for sharing that. That's uh, valuable information for anyone to know who's interested in starting this kind of business. Well, back to Sangram now. Uh, Sangram has an interesting shirt on. Can you all see Sangram's shirt there? He's got a hashtag on there. Uh, Sangram, would you tell us about the hashtag? Because you have really turned that from a fun social media thing into an actual business growth driver. Tell us the story. Sure. Um, it's always a fun story to talk about that. So call it uh, Flip My Funnel. Sounds interesting. Um, check it out, flipmyfunnel.com. So for B2B, it's pretty boring, right? When you want to talk about like this kind of stuff, I'm excited to hear about this because this is great. And you have millions of people that you can reach out to, and the growth can be crazy. It's amazing. In B2B, I think most marketing is kind of boring. It's kind of stale. It's kind of like, all right, you got to have another ebook, and you got to ask your first name, last name, and mother's maiden name if you have one, right? So you got to ask everything, right? It's a boring process in general. So we wanted to make sure that it's fun. So traditionally, how many of you guys are in B2B? All right, so you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, so the traditional funnel has never been challenged for like 10 or like a decade, decade and a half. The traditional funnel has already been there, which is very much too many leads at the top and a few customers at the bottom. Everybody knows that every time I look at it, I feel like this is sickening and I don't want to look at this funnel. But salespeople look at it, they want to optimize the process. Marketing people look at it and they say, how do we get more leads so we can get more customers? So it's just a very sickening process. So what we said, well, why don't we just, if it has to be a funnel, why not flip it? So we call it Flip My Funnel and we started the movement on hashtag Flip My Funnel and the idea was we created a new funnel that has, it's completely flipped and it has completely different stages. Identify, identify the right company, expand to the right people in those companies that you want to target, engage, which is the third one, so it's kind of expands as, as you go down, engage on their terms, which is all the different kind of uh, ways that you want to engage your, your customers on and then turn them into advocates. So you will see that and, and the whole idea behind that was if it has to be a funnel, let's flip it, and let's make this as a new way, new rallying cry for both B2B marketing and B2B sales to think about how they can change the game of B2B marketing and sales. So as a startup company, it's pretty daunting to put an event together. We have done uh, four conferences um, in Atlanta, Boston, Chicago. We were in San Francisco uh, about two, two weeks ago, and we're going to do like three more conferences this year in Austin, and some other places, and each conference has about 250, 300, 350 people, all paid. Everyone wants to learn more about what account-based marketing is and what is this new funnel all about. We get the best of the best speakers, uh, and, and it just really brings people together about understanding and identifying that this is the problem. It's not a terminus event. 
we, know, we don't brand that event as Terminus at all. It is a flip my funnel event. Even the site is different. The registration process is different. The emails that people get is get from a different domain. And we want to keep it vendor neutral. As a matter of fact, we invite our competitors to come in and actually have a speaking slot at the event with their customers. We don't care. All we want to do that we want to create, as you said, you can't really stand alone. There, you want to make sure that there's some validation in the marketplace, and having competitors, having other people kind of come in and join, really legitimizes that account-based marketing is important. There are all these people from Cisco and HP talking about it, even though they're not our customers. That's okay. Not today. Tomorrow they will be. Um, but the idea is to make sure that everybody's talking about it. There's enough noise, and now we have like on hashtag Flip My Funnel. There's like seven million plus. Uh, posts or comments and things like that. So it's, we're just trying to make it exciting for B2B. So you've made a movement with a really catchy phrase. I like that. So flip my funnel. Yeah. Hashtag and flipmyfunnel.com. And, uh, of course, I love your URL as well, Rohan, uh, Wet Shave Club. Well, I'm getting the sign that we only have two minutes, so I have one last question. I'm going to give you each 60 seconds to answer it, please. Okay. So the question is, what is the one important lesson that you think that you've learned or that you think other entrepreneurs should know about starting and growing a subscription business? Would you like to take that one first? Yep. Um, I think the one thing we believe that has helped us is distilling down the problem that we're solving. Like we know, we talk about this every time, every meeting that we start, we kind of make sure that we, or the, uh, the kickoff meetings that we have, we continue to say this problem to ourselves. Less than 1% of the leads turn into customers. We need to solve this problem. So every new hire, every employee, every onboarding call, every mar marketing uh, collateral that we put out there, everything has this problem clearly stated that allows us to look at everything from that lens when we think about product innovation, when we think about new marketing messages, when we think about the sales process, everything is kind of looked from that lens. And it really helps us make sure that we have our eyes on the prize, we know what we're trying to do and what problem we're solving. Because if you don't know that, every single problem or solution seems like a good solution. Thank you. And Rohan, your lesson. Yeah, so for me, I would like to speak about how I really think that this business, like subscription-based businesses, they're really data-driven businesses. So yes, your branding and your marketing and your experience has to be right. That, that unboxing has to be great. But at the end of the day, it's all about the data. So you have traffic coming in, and then you have your conversion rates. What percentage of that traffic is going to become, um, is going to convert into a customer? Say that number is 5% or that number is 3%. That could be the difference between your business being successful or not being successful. So you have traffic, conversion rate, you have your churn, which is very, very important, how many people are leaving. You have um, um, like what kind of allocation you can have between your customers, like how many of them can commit to one year and, and how many of them uh, commit to one month also makes a really big difference with your cash flow. So it's really about the data. So you're going to need some person that understands the data and understands these numbers and is able to um, interpret that data and make business decisions around it. So I, for me, that's probably the thing that I've, I've learned the most in the past year and a half or, or two years. Well, very good. Yeah. So this has been very, very valuable information, gentlemen. Uh, we have Sangram Vadre of TerminusAndFlipMyFunnel.com, as well as the hashtag, and Rohan Jilks of Wet Shave Club. So let's give them a big round of applause. Thank you. Thank you so much.